If you got the time, I'm ready to speak my mind. This is the She Speaks Her Mind weekly podcast. What's up? This is your girl, Amber Nicole Bryant, and you're tuned in to season one, episode four of the She Speaks Her Mind weekly podcast. And this week, I'm talking about the Rodney Reed case. Yes, the potential execution of an innocent black man. So if you got the time, I'm ready to speak my mind. Let's get into this week's episode. There is a growing outcry in the U.S. state of Texas to stop the execution of Rodney Reed. His supporters picketed the state capitol in Austin Saturday. Reed was convicted more than two decades ago for the brutal killing of a 19-year-old woman. DNA links him to the crime, but his backers say evidence actually points to a different suspect. CNN's Ed Lavendera has the story from Texas. In 1996, 19-year-old Stacy Stites was found dead on the side of a road in Bastrop, Texas. She was partially dressed, bruised, and strangled with a belt. Investigators say she was raped and murdered just after 3 in the morning on her way to work at a grocery store. For months, the prime suspect was her fiancé, a police officer named Jimmy Fennell, until DNA evidence pointed to another man she knew. A year later, tests confirmed Rodney Reed's semen was found inside Stites. A jury convicted Reed and sent him to death row. But the saga was just beginning. It almost reads like a book. Hopefully, we don't execute the wrong man for this murder. Reed's attorneys say the evidence points to Jimmy Fennell as the killer. They say Reed and Stites were engaged in a consensual affair, and Fennell found out about it. Reed talked about this in an interview. Prior to her death, but there was a time when we was together, and she said that if he, that Jimmy found out that we were together, that he would kill me. I just took it as a figure of speech. I didn't take it literally. And that is clear motive for him to have killed Stacy, and ultimately having Rodney Reed take the fall for that murder. Reed's case has garnered celebrity attention. Kim Kardashian, Rihanna, and others are pushing to stop Reed's execution scheduled for November 20th. Reed's lawyers say the murder investigation is full of holes. They say the time of death isn't accurate and that police never searched the apartment where Fennell and Stites lived together and that DNA tests were never conducted on the belt used as the murder weapon. But Fennell's lawyer says the push to exonerate Reed is a circus that has been rejected by appeals courts and that Reed is a monster. Rodney Reed is a garden variety sociopath who has convinced his lawyers and lots of other people that he's just a poor, uh, unfairly charged black man being railroaded to, uh, to the death chamber. Prosecutors here in Bastrop, Texas, maintain Rodney Reed is guilty and deserves the death penalty. They have also pointed out in court documents that Reed was suspected of sexually assaulting and raping six other women. He was acquitted in just one of those cases. These are uh, allegations, they're not convictions and they have nothing to do with whether or not Rodney Reed committed the murder for which they're trying to execute him. There's also this. Jimmy Fennell spent 10 years in prison for kidnapping and raping a woman in 2007 while he was on duty as a police officer. In a court affidavit, an Aryan Brotherhood inmate claims that when they were in prison, Fennell said to him, I had to kill my N-word loving fiance. The next surprise witness 
will be Mother Teresa appearing via Epiphany. Each one of these stories is laughably uh, lacking in uh, credibility. Rodney Reed also has one advocate that once lived by him on death row. Anthony Graves, you spent 18 and a half years on Texas death row. You were fully exonerated, released. You were wrongly convicted. Why do you relate to Rodney Reed? I relate to Rodney because I know for a fact that those same players didn't give a damn about whether I was innocent or not. Anthony Graves was wrongly accused of murdering a family of six people in 1992. The same judge, medical examiner, and court-appointed defense attorneys that worked his case also worked Rodney Reed's murder trial. I was in his seat. I know his story. It just sent chills up my spine when I read and know what Rodney is going through. Graves has been free almost 10 years and now works as a criminal justice reform advocate. A young white woman was murdered and a black man was convicted of it. That is their case. They're not listening to anything else. Rodney Reed was definitely framed. And they're taking it all the way to the execution table. While prosecutors who worked the case say the thought of Rodney Reed getting out of prison is absolutely terrifying. Ed Lavendera, CNN, Bastrop, Texas. What's up, everybody? This is your girl, Amber Nicole Bryant, and you're currently listening to Season 1, Episode 4 of the She Speaks Her Mind Weekly Podcast, and I'm talking about the Rodney Reed case. So you got the time. I'm about to speak my mind. Rodney Reed is an innocent black man set to be executed on November 20th for a crime, a murder he did not commit. And you, as a listener of this podcast, need to take action. This is not your usual entertaining podcast. I won't be telling a lot of jokes. I won't be making you laugh. But I will be informing you and making you think. Now, you watch when they see us. You watched it. You cried. You got upset. And you said, if there was something I could have did back then, I would have did it. Well, guess what? There was nothing you could have done back then. It was literally an act of God that saved these men's life, that got them exonerated. But guess what? God had to use a person. And God wants to use us to help Rodney Reed. Governor Abbott of Texas is a starch supporter of the death penalty. There's been over... 50 death penalty cases since he's been governor, and he's only stopped one since he's been governor. So the likelihood of him changing his mind in this case, though he may feel and know deep down in his heart that Rodney's innocent, is unlikely. But with God, all things are possible. And God uses us as his people to bring his plans on earth as it is in heaven. And what I need you to do is I need you to take action. You just heard the facts. And the facts is that Rodney Reed did not kill Stacy. Her fiance did. He found out Stacy was having an affair with Rodney behind his back. And he was pissed off. How could she have an affair with a black man behind his back? Jimmy Fennell, 11 years after Stacy was murdered, was convicted of kidnapping and raping a woman that was in his custody when he was a police officer. He was sentenced to 10 years in prison. He served every last one of those 10 years. He was released last year. 
and he still maintains his innocence with Stacy. But how could he be innocent of the murder of Stacy when not only was he convicted of the kidnapping and raping of the woman that was in his police custody, he was also accused of raping and physically hurting other women, violently attacking them as a police officer. So he had had several cases, a history of violent, violent history of sexually assaulting and beating women as a police officer. Exactly what happened to Stacy Sites. Exactly. Rodney Reed's only mistake in this case was having an affair with a white woman who was engaged to a white police officer in a racist small town. He should have used better judgment, sure enough, but he didn't. But regardless of his affair, he should not be punished for a crime he did not commit. And simply, we as a people, whites, black, I don't care, yellow, red, green, cannot stand by and let this innocent black man die for a crime he simply did not commit. The facts are clear. You can go on the Innocent Project's website. You can go on the Free Rodney Reed's website. You can go on several websites. You can watch CNN. You can watch Fox News. You can watch it all. It's even as biased as Fox News is. They're giving all the details about all the things that was not presented in his original case. Now, I'm going to give you a few facts that I feel is important to this case for you to understand, but I'm not going to go down a breakdown by breakdown of each fact of the case. No, simply, I want to take my platform and I want to bring awareness to this case and I want you to act on this case. I am deeply and emotionally disturbed by what's going on in Texas. Texas has the highest death penalty execution in the United States. Since 1930, over a thousand people have been executed in Texas. So the spirit of Texas is simply murder. You've seen what just happened with the Amber Geiger case, with the Jefferson case, the black girl who was shot in her own apartment. We know the travesties that happen in Texas, the miscarriages of justice. But at some point, you got to say enough is enough. We seen when they seen us, when they see us, we got mad. We wanted to take action. We did to a certain degree. We had some of the prosecutors punished, but that's not enough. In this case, we got to speak out. Celebrities are speaking out. Rihanna, Beyonce. And we thank them for using their major platforms and their voices to rally up their fans. But that's not enough. Oprah has even spoken up, but that's not enough. What is going to be enough is our prayers. Faith without work is dead. We can do protest. We can march all day long. But what matters the most is God. Because the word of God says justice comes from God, not a man. Why should we trust a corrupt system to bring a favorable outcome? We cannot. But we can plead on his behalf, Rodney Reed's behalf, to God. God says in Proverbs 21 and 1, he turns the king's heart in whatever direction he pleases. God has the capability of changing Governor Abbott's heart. But we got to pray that into fruition. We got to pray that into manifestation. Listen, you can't sit here 
and just turn a blind eye to this case. You cannot do that. I seen how hype you were, how energized you was, how outspoken you was about the Central Park Five case. I seen the social media posts. I seen you using the hashtags. I seen it all. We had discussions about it on my Instagram page, on my Facebook page. Some of you guys emailed me about that. But guess what? I want you to use your same energy and that same voice to free Rodney Reed. Share the petitions. Share his picture. Say his name. Say his name. Rodney Reed, an innocent black man. Don't let this man die. Don't do it. Do not do it. Right now, after you listen to this podcast, or even right now while you're listening to this podcast, I want you to get on Google and I want you to read every article you find about the case. Take out 30, 40 minutes of your time and read this case. Let the facts of this case Stir your spirit like it has stirred mine and take action. Sign a petition. Say a prayer. Share the post on Facebook. Do whatever you feel led to do. But do not stand by idly and let this innocent black man die. If he dies, he dies. But you will know in your heart and your soul and your spirit You did everything you could to stop it. I'm not a big believer in protesting and marching. Why it might have been effective in the civil rights movement, it is not effective now in 2019. Racist spirits, demonic spirits, principalities are not moved by signs. They're not moved by marching. They're not moved by that stuff. We do that stuff to get the attention of other people. It's not for the people that we're petitioning to. They could care less about your signs. They can care less about people marching around the governor's mansion. They could care less. But what that does is bring awareness to the case. God can grant justice in this case if we go to him. And I want this case to get out of so many people as it possibly can through this podcast, especially people who are unfamiliar with the case, so they can share with their followers on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter this information so they can, too, become advocates for Rodney Reed. Because we need as many people as we can to be familiar with this case and them to speak out. But most important, we need people to pray. Sharing is great. Calling in to the governor's office is wonderful, truly is. But again, we're dealing with the racist spirit down in Texas, a murderous spirit, and demons do not comply to human rules. They just don't do it. But what they will bow down is to the name of Jesus Christ. And that is what we need. We need to get on our knees and we need to pray for this man. We need to confess the word over this man because the Bible says God is a man, not a man. I'm sorry. God is not a liar. He's not a son of man that he should repent. If he said it, will he not make it come to pass? God says he watches over his word to perform it. So if we speak the word of God over Rodney Reed, he says he's watching over his word to perform it. God hates 
the conviction of innocent people. He hates it. Okay? If you are familiar with the Bible, you know that. So just as much as it angers me, it angers God's heart that this man is on this death penalty and facing death. But God is saying, I need my people to speak to me and I will move. God doesn't move on emotions. He moves on faith. He moves on prayer. And most importantly, he moves on his word. So if you want to do something about this case, yes, share it. Hashtag it, whatever. Bring awareness. But prayer is the key that's going to unlock the door to Rodney's freedom. And I need you as a listener to pray. I need you to find it within your heart to take this case seriously and to do your due diligence and do everything in your personal power to make sure Rodney Reed gets free. Please. This is not an entertaining episode. This is not for me to make you laugh. This is a call to action. I'm calling you. I'm challenging you. I'm imploring you. I'm even begging you to pray. To bring awareness to this case. Do not let Rodney Reed be killed, murdered, executed for a crime he did not commit. Now, you are about to listen to Rodney Reed and how he feels. This is a clip taken from an interview he did with Dr. Phil about a month and a half ago and how he currently feels. Thank God that he has strength to bear what he's currently going through. So I want you to hear Rodney Reed in his own voice, and then I'm going to come back and give my commentary. Do you have anger about this? Do you have, I mean, you've been 22 and a half years in here for something you say you didn't do. Something I didn't do. Are you angry about that? Initially, I was coming into prison, but then you have to let go of that, that anger. You can't, you can't live like that. I see it this way, that things that you have no control of, don't try to control the things you have no control of. You said you miss the simple things in life. What, what, what are those simple things that you miss? I mean, just, just being out, being out and about, taking long walks, being able to see the moon, being able to try and count the stars. How long has it been since you've seen the moon, since you've seen the sky? Well, sometimes we got these little windows with these little slits where we can look out. And sometimes I'm looking out, you can't see them because of the angle that the building is. You know they're there, I know they're there, though, but you just can't see them. And now you're scheduled for execution in a matter of weeks. Take me inside your head now. What, what's going through your mind? The love for my supporters, my friends, and my mother. As long as my mother, she's standing up and staying strong, you know, I, I have to stay strong. Are there times when you actually contemplate that this is scheduled and the number of days you have left in this world, the number of weeks that you have, you can count on your fingers? Well, I, I really don't entertain those thoughts. I mean, when you ask me about it like right now and I I do realize how close it is and how short time is how short life is really uh, it's a serious matter but I, I try not to entertain that
You just heard Rodney Reed out of his own mouth. He's saying optimistic. He's doing everything he can mentally, emotionally, and spiritually to stay positive in spite of the mounting evidence that he will more than likely be executed on November 20th. How this man is staying positive, I do not know. Just the mere thought of him being executed and being watched by people, the family of Stacy, who knows that Jimmy killed their daughter, their sister, their loved one. They know that Rodney is innocent. But because of racism, they'd rather see a innocent black man killed and then the true killer convicted it breaks my heart but you just heard Rodney you just heard this man and thank God for the strength that he's exuding right now but it's not enough it's not enough it is not enough listen to me as you listen to this podcast you got to step in and do your part you got to pray you got to pray for Rodney And I'm not talking about no simple baby prayers. I'm not talking about no prayers that say free Rodney Reed, Lord. I'm talking about you need to get in the word of God. And I'm going to give you some scriptures you can use. And I need you to pray because God's watching over his word to perform it. And we need God to perform his word. We need Rodney to be an advocate for other black men once he gets free. See, when true innocent people are freed, they go out and they help somebody else. They don't just say, who? I've been freed. Let me go on. No, they become advocates and they help other people. And Rodney Reed can be an advocate for other black men, other black women, and other people that are innocent sitting on death row. He can work with the Innocent Project. He can do a lot of things and he can still have purpose in life, even after serving 22 years in prison. God can still use this man. God turned Saul into Paul. He turned an old peace, old cussing Peter into the first and the head of the church after his death, Jesus' death. So don't tell me what God cannot do. I believe there's still purpose and there's still life for Rodney. And we got to use our voices. We got to use our influence, and we we got to use our power to do the right thing. Now, I'm going to share one more clip with you that I think is very important. A lot of people are not talking about this, but this is an extremely important part of the case is being overlooked. The judge that basically in July that pretty much signed him being executed this November there are some questioning, did he even have the legal authority to do that? Now, the judge is supposedly retiring and stepping down. I'm going to let you listen to the clip and I'm going to let you formulate your own opinion. After that, I'm going to give my last thoughts emotionally and then I'm going to go into the spiritual segment of the episode. First tonight, two big developments in the Rodney Reed case. Both could affect his November 20th execution. They center on the judge who signed his execution order and an email the judge wrote two weeks after signing it. KXAN investigator Jody Barr has been working to break this for us. Jody, there are questions about whether the judge has retired? 
That's right, Sydney. There are also questions about that email he wrote. He even questions his own ability to continue working as a judge. Now, Judge Doug Shaver told his boss back in August he's worried about making a mistake if he continues presiding over cases. In that August email, Shaver wrote, This has been an extremely difficult decision for me. I believe that I am still in excess condition mentally and physically. The problem is that I simply have been lucky uh, to get old. I have been in fear that I would or would not do something that could affect the outcome of some important legal matter. Shaver also said in that email that he loved his job and he's having a tough time accepting that he will never be a judge again. We asked Shaver for an interview, but he did not respond, but he did send us this in an email. He says, I have no concern, nor does anyone else, about my mental facilities. I'm simply getting older, and my energy level is not what it was. Now, our second big development, Rodney Reed's lawyers now claim Judge Shaver did not have the legal authority to sign Reed's death warrant back in July. Judge Shaver is already retired, but in 2014 was brought back as a visiting judge to handle Reed's case. Retired judges do this all the time in Texas. Shaver has presided over the case ever since. Reed's attorneys claim that assignment was only for a single day. It even said so in the 2014 assignment order. But for the past five years and two months, Judge Shavers presided over the Rodney Reed case. Now, the crux of Reed's argument here is that judicial assignments are not permanent. And since Shaver was never reappointed after 2014, Shaver's assignment should have ended years ago. But the termination was or his assignment was never terminated right it was absolutely it was not terminated but you, you know there uh, is still a lot of legal battling yeah. left here there's a hearing next week um, in Bastrop County now the execution again though is just 12 days wow, away yeah. and the main question right now is did the judge who signed this death warrant for Rodney Reed did he have the legal authority to do it all right Jody we know you're gonna keep looking into this for us thanks so much and Reed supporters are hosting a statewide rally outside the governor's mansion tomorrow from 2 to five speakers include Reed's mother, brother, a cousin of murder victim Stacy Stites, lawmakers, and several exonerated death row prisoners. You just heard the evidence for yourself. Simply as put, the judge had no business presiding over this case. He was not and the correct legal authority to preside over this case. And all of a sudden, now that the case is about to actually, has made the headlines, and he's actually about to be potentially executed, now the judge wants to step down. No, he doesn't want to face the backlash because the first thing we're going to do if he does is execute it, we want to know who was the judge that signed this order. And it was him. I'm not going to go into details about him and more information about that. You can research it for yourself. What I'm about to do in a few minutes is give you the spiritual segment of this case. So Rodney Reed is innocent. We know this. We cannot stand idly and let this man be convicted and executed for a murder he did not commit. We just can't do it. Everybody was so passionate about when they see us, so passionate about the Central Park Five jogger case and the exonerated five. So I want you to take that same energy, that same passion, and I want you to put it into the Rodney Reed case because unlike the Central Park Five case, there was nothing we can do back then. 
but there is something we can do now. We can speak out. We can use our social media platforms. We can pray. So, beloveds, you have heard the facts. I highly recommend you do your research. You can go on freerodneyreed.com. You can go on the innocentproject.com or .org. And you can find out more in more information about the case. If you want to know the breakdown of the timeline and all the facts, then go on those websites. They give you a step-by-step breakdown, breakdown of what you can do legislatively, as well as just the overall facts of the case. So if you're looking to take legal action, I highly recommend the freewritingread.com website. They tell you and give you all the numbers of who you can call for, you know, the governor's office, the board of parolees, everybody in Texas who you need to reach out to. But my number one defense mechanism against this travesty, this miscarriage of justice is going to be prayer. So if you want to get my prayer strategy and the strategy I highly recommend you use as well, listen to the last segment of this episode, which is coming right now. All right, my beloveds, it's time to get into the spiritual segment of this episode. I want to give you some scriptures that you can pray so you can help Rodney Reed get free. The first scripture I want to give you is Proverbs 24, verses 11 to 12. I'm going to read it as slowly as I possibly can because I know I talk super duper fast, guys. So bear with me. Proverbs 24, verses 11 through 12. Don't hesitate to rescue someone who is about to be executed unjustly. You may say that it's none of your business, but God knows and judges your motives. He keeps watch on you. He knows and he will reward you according to what you do. Again, I will read the scripture again. This is Proverbs 25 verses 11 through 12. Don't hesitate to rescue someone who is about to be executed unjustly. You may say. That is none of your business, but God knows and judges your motives. He keeps watch on you. He knows and he will reward you according to what you do. I did this podcast so you can convict it in your spirit. And because you have been convicted in your spirit, the word of God is saying, don't hesitate to rescue Rodney. Don't say that it's none of your business because God knows and he judges you. And God has placed this in your heart as he has placed it in mind and he wants you to do something about it and he says if you do something about it that he will reward you now i want you to pray about governor abbott i want you to pray that he changes his heart okay there's a scripture i want to give you proverbs 21 and 1 and it says the lord controls the mind of a king as easily as he directs the course of a stream again proverbs 21 and 1 The Lord controls the mind of a king as easily as he directs the course of a stream. You can't change Governor Abbott's mind. I can't change his mind. No protest around his mansion can change his mind. The protesting is to get other people's attention and to bring awareness about the case. But God said he controls the mind of the king. And in this case, the mind of the governor. And we must pray to him and we must petition with the scripture and say, Lord, you said you control the mind of the king. 
Lord, we ask that you change the mind, change the heart of Governor Abbott so he can grant clemency to Rodney Reed. All right, my beloveds, my first two scriptures. Now, let's get into the other scriptures I want you to write down. I might not read them twice, but I'm going to read them to you, okay? All right, Proverbs 18 and 5, it says, it is not good to be partial to the wicked and to deprive the innocent of justice. I'm going to read multiple different versions of the scripture. It says, it is not right to acquit the guilty and deny justice to the innocent. Rodney Reese is being denied justice. He is being denied a fair trial. New information and new witnesses come out. So I want you to pray Proverbs 18 and 5. I want you to pray that he gets his just his just due for a new trial. Okay, so pray, pray, pray. All right. Proverbs 29 and 21. It says those who convict the innocent by their false testimony will disappear. A similar fate awaits those who use trickery to prevent justice and those who tells lies to destroy the innocent. Now, I got to read this one again. Those who convict the innocent by their false testimony will disappear. A similar fate awaits those who use trickery to prevent justice and who tell lies to destroy the innocent. This is Isaiah 29 and 11. I'm sorry, Isaiah 29 and 21. Again, Isaiah 29 and 21. I want you to pray that scripture. All right. This is Isaiah 10 and 1. Woe, judgment is coming to those judges who issue evil statutes and to those who constantly record unjust and oppressive decisions. Now that one I'm going to read again. Woe, judgment is coming to those judges who issue evil statutes and to those who constantly record unjust and oppressive decisions. Now I gave you guys a clip about the judge. You know in your heart this judge knew when signed in to law for the death penalty of Rodney Reed, he was wrong. He's feeling a guilty conscience about it. I need you to pray the scripture over that judge. Okay. All right. I need you to pray. Next scripture, Exodus 23 and 7. Have nothing to do with a false charge and do not put an innocent or honest person to death for I will not acquit the guilty. Let me read that scripture one more time. This is Exodus 23 and 7. Have nothing to do with the false charge and do not put an innocent or honest person to death for I will not acquit the guilty. Okay, I want you to pray that scripture. All right, Isaiah 5 and 23. Judges and politicians who acquit the guilty for a bribe and take away their rights of the innocent. All right, I need you to pray this prayer when it comes again to the judge. And to the lawyers, and to the politicians, the DA, and everybody involved. This is a scripture you can bring before God. Isaiah 43 and 26, God says, bring back into remembrance to me, my word. Bring God back into remembrance of his word. God says he does not like judges and politicians who quit the guilty. He does not like judges and politicians who take bribes. And this is exactly what's going on in this case. Okay. Exodus 23 and 2. It says, you shall not follow a crowd to do something evil, nor shall you testify at a trial or dispute so as to side with a crowd in order to prevent justice. So, 
the prosecutors, the lawyers, the people that were supposed to be so-called experts, they followed in with the crowd to pervert justice for Rodney Reed. So I need you to pray that scripture, okay? That's Exodus 23 and 2, all right? The last scripture is Proverbs, I'm sorry, Psalm 43 and 1. Psalm 43 and 1. It says, vindicate me, O God. Plead my case against an ungodly people. Rescue me from unjust liars. The people that convicted Rodney Reed are liars. They're liars, liars. They know this man is innocent. So we're praying Psalms 43 and we're asking God to vindicate Rodney Reed. We're asking God to plead his case so he can be free. My beloveds, I have given you scriptures that you can pray because I have told you and I will tell you again, God watches over his word to perform it. And his word would not return unto him void. We know this. We got to pray. We use our social media platforms to bring awareness. Bring bringing awareness is not going to change Governor Abbott's heart. Only the Lord can. So yes, sign the petitions. Share it on your social media posts, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Watch YouTube videos. Go to innocentproject.org. Learn all you can about the case. But most important, I want you to pray. Beloveds, this is season one, episode four of the She Speaks Her Mind weekly podcast. Free Rodney Reed. What's up? This is your girl, Amber Nicole Bryant, and you have just finished listening to season one, episode four of the She Speaks Her Mind weekly podcast. My song about the Rodney Reed case. You just got your call to action, so get in your marching orders and do what you gotta do. Did you like this episode? Make sure you like, share, and subscribe on the platform that you're listening from. Also, do me a favor. Make sure you stay tuned for next week's episode. I'm going to be talking about my journey with celibacy. I've been celibate for over three years now, and I want to share my testimony in hopes to free other men and women of the sexual sin of fornication and adultery. God called us into holiness and I hope that my episode next week will change your heart. If you're out here still sinning and doing things, you know you ain't supposed to be doing. And if you marry and you're stepping out of your marriage, mm, this testimony is going to wake you and shake you. My beloveds, have an awesome, awesome day. And thank you for listening to the She Speaks Her Mind weekly podcast.